The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Wednesday, August 17th. This is the Just Baseball Show. I'm Peter Apple, joined by Ryan Finkelstein. This is an ode to Armin Jack. Jack is unfortunately calling games at AAA, of course, for your Indianapolis Indians for the Pirates. And Arm had surgery today on his hip. But the good thing is Ryan and I are going to be talking about contenders. And we're not going to include any of their teams, the Marlins or the White Sox, because I think that's clear. Ryan, we're going to be talking about our favorite teams. But while I just made fun of Jack and Arm for their teams, I may have some negative things to say about my Yankees, but I'm sure you only have positive things to say about your Mets. How are you, dude? I'm doing pretty good, man. Got the news today. Brett Beatty's coming up. That's exciting. So uh, all is good for the Mets right now. There is some injuries, of course, to talk about. But uh, overall, pretty happy with this team right now. Hard to not be. Hard to not yeah. be. Is there anyone right now, just before we get off the top, that's kind of pissing you off? On the Mets specifically? On the Mets specifically. I don't know. I mean, J.D. Davis hitting a bunch of home runs in, in San Francisco is kind of pissing me off. I was hoping um, you were going to say that because he hit two home runs yesterday. I, I tried to walk you into that one. Did he hit two home runs yesterday? Is, I don't know he if he had two home runs. Now? Yeah, but he, he definitely went two for four with, with at least a bomb. And I was just, I wanted you to walk into it. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Let's talk about what we think a World Series champion looks like, because we saw with the Braves last year with a team that had three excellent starting pitchers in Charlie Morton, Max Fried, and Ian Anderson, but it's not just starting pitching. They also have to have the bullpen, and they have to be at least near the top of offenses. But when I look at a team that I think can win the World Series... Like I said, I think it starts with starting pitching. You have to have an elite closer. You have to have two follow-up guys, a good setup guy. You just have to have a very strong bullpen. But you have to have at least two to three horses at the top. We've seen that through basically every single World Series champion. We can even go to the Nationals, a team that made it through the wild card. But they had Steven Strasburg. They had Max Scherzer. They had plenty of those type of guys. And you go through a lot of the World Series champion, they always have horses at the top backed by great bullpens and at least a pretty good offense. So in this episode, we're going to go through all of the teams that we think actually can win the World Series. It's going to be a banger. Ryan, let's start first in the National League. And I want to kind of tee it off with your New York Mets. And I don't really have to lead you into this one because I just straight up think they can win the World Series. When I was talking about all of that, with the starting pitching in the bullpen and the offense, they have one of the best offenses in the league. If Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer stay healthy, which 
we have no indication that they aren't. Then you follow up with Chris Bassett, who hasn't allowed a run in August. Then you look at a guy like Edwin Diaz. When you look at the Mets right now, do you see them as World Series champions? Because I do. 100%. I look at this team, and it starts with what you just mentioned, Scherzer and DeGrom. You go into any series, that is their cheat code. The one thing that's actually a little unfortunate, we found out yesterday based on the pacing of the playoffs, that there's not that extra travel day. So the Mets can't really use that huge advantage as much as we thought they'd be able to, maybe able to get those guys starting twice in a seven-game series. But you still have Bassett. You still have Taiwan Walker, who's been decent. You still have Carlos Carrasco, who did just get hurt, but that's not going to impact his availability in the playoffs. So they have the depth there in the rotation. I think that helps their bullpen, which is a little bit weak. But with that said, Edwin Diaz and Adam Montevino have both been amazing this year. So you have two guys you trust out there. Diaz in particular, if you go seven, eight innings from a Scherzer or a DeGrom, and let's just talk about a, a series, the first two games. If you are telling me in 18 innings that Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, and Edwin Diaz are pitching 17 of those 18 innings or 16 of those 18 innings, that gives you a pretty good opportunity to win those two games. So that's the strength of the Mets. I think they have enough offense. It's just a matter of getting to the playoffs, what seed they're in, and then we'll see how it all shakes out when you start to play baseball in October. I totally agree. And I didn't really ask you about what you think the perfect model is for a World Series champion. I kind of skipped over that. So I'd love to give you this opportunity. But am I wrong when I say it really starts with starting pitching in the bullpen? Because any offense, as long as you are a solid offense, as long as you are in the, you know, the top 10, top 15 of WRC plus, you even look at a team like the Braves last year, they were between the 10 to 15 range over the full season in WRC plus, but the offense was hot enough to really get there. Do you really base it off starting pitching or you also think that offense is just as important, maybe if not more? I think the pitching is always kind of the starting point, but to kind of take you in a different direction, I do think that when you look at offenses, sometimes we see these big home run hitting offenses struggle in October. I'll mention your Yankees as a potential example there. I I do wonder how some of these teams that are high K rate, high strikeout teams, when they face the better pitching, how are they going to fare? I look at the Braves. If we want to move into, you know, if they're going to be a world series team this year, You look at what they've done. They've been incredible against sub-500 teams. They have a losing record against teams over 500. So I do wonder how they fare against better pitching. Is that going to be something that will come up in October where maybe with a young roster, a lot of guys who are just getting their start in the big league careers, how will they fare if they go up against a Scherzer and a DeGrom in a playoff series? I think that's fair, but I will say that I do think the Braves can win the World Series in this aspect. You have Max Freed, who I think is one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball. I think you can make the argument that he is. Of course, you can say Shane McClanahan, you can say Julio Arias, you can say Carlos Rodon, but Max Freed is in that conversation. So I think they have the ace there. But I see what you're saying when we look truly at the starting pitching, because Spencer Strider has been that guy, but again, young, unproven rookie. Let's see how he does in the brightest moments. A guy like Kyle Wright has started to regress slightly, still a very solid pitcher, but overall when then you look at the Braves bullpen and it's hard to get a better bullpen than the Braves do right now. So they're going to be able to piece guys together. Like, do they have to get six, seven innings from a guy like Spencer Strider or a guy like Kyle Wright? No, because they have guys like Colin McHugh, they have Kenley Jansen, they have Rossi Iglesias, they have Minter, they have Matzik. I mean, we can continue to go down the line. 
And they have such a high powered offense that when they get hot, I don't think they have the biggest K rates in the world. I know they struggled with that at the beginning of the season, a guy with like Ronald Acuna Jr. and Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley and Matt Olson, you can continue to go down the lineup. But I agree. I think the Mets have a better chance of winning the World Series with the Braves. But for example, like a team that we're probably going to break into in a, in a second, the Phillies give me a lot more worry than a team like the Braves do. I still feel like the Braves are in the upper echelon. Yeah, just a note on the strikeout rate. The reason why I compare the Mets and the Braves, and I like the Mets lineup a little bit more in the October setting, just going through the top hitters on the Mets. Strikeout rate for Lindor, 19.4. McNeil, 12.4. Nimmo, 16.4. Alonzo, 19.9. Marte, 19.6. Canna, 18.6. Everybody in the Braves lineup outside of Darno is over 20%. Uh, Darno's at 19.5. You're looking at Swanson at 26.3. Riley at 24.4. Harris at 24.2. It's not, you know, astronomically high K rates, but I do wonder how that plays. And I think that the, the level of pitching they're going to see in October could bring out some issues there. With that said, they also have, I mean, one of, if not the best home run hitting team with those youngsters. So if some teams make mistakes in a short series, the Braves can absolutely capitalize. So I think both of them are legitimate World Series contenders. I've said all year, this is the best, you know, two-team race in any division when it comes to World Series contenders. Even better than I think the Padres and the Dodgers, who we can maybe shift to now. I think those two teams are also World Series contenders. But I think the Padres are maybe a tier below still what we've seen from the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Mets. And I really want to throw the Phillies over to you because we can move over, of course, but we should talk about the Central as well. I do want to talk about the Phillies because I want to give them their shine. Because when we talk about horses at the top, you got Wheeler and Nola, you can really go up against anybody. And what Ranger Suarez has been able to show lately, again, he's a streaky guy, but we saw him last year really, really perform. And he was a guy that I really liked at the beginning of this season. Of course, he wasn't great at the beginning of the season, but has really caught fire. The bullpen is something I am worried about, but I know Phillies fans are going to tell me, Peter, it's been much better. And I would agree with you, but in high leverage situations against incredible offenses, I'm unsure that I've fully trust this Phillies bullpen. And then when you move into the offense, it's a very polarizing offense. And also I think defense is still an important aspect in this. The Phillies do not play good defense. Even your guy, Keith Hernandez even made a joke about it and got kind of ran through the mud, but nothing he said was incorrect. Maybe was he a little bit harsh? You could say that, but was it untrue? I don't think so. The Phillies have a defense problem. And with their bats, we saw it in the Mets series. They can go cold immediately. Did they face a lot of high-powered arms? Yes. Are they going to face a lot of high-powered arms in the playoffs? Absolutely. Do you give the Phillies a shot at winning the World Series? I know they're most likely going to be a playoff team, but I think it's still a question mark. Do you give them any hopes of winning a World Series as a guy who's covering the NL East? Honestly, no. Um, But... You know, coming into the year, I said that the Phillies were a puncher's chance type team, that if they got into the dance, you know, they have that opportunity. And let's say you do get Harper back. I think that's the one thing. No chance at all they don't have Harper. But if they get Bryce Harper back, their lineup is still good. You know, and what I came up with from watching them play the Mets last weekend is the defense was noticeably better with Bryson Stott at shortstop with Martian center, um, you know, and Mundo Sosa also having some some reps there in the infield. They're a lot better defensively than they were. They're still not great, but they're better than just god-awful. Nick Castellanos is still an adventure in right field, so that's a problem for them. But the pitching is legit. 
Um, we saw that. I mean, Zach Wheeler gave up some runs, but it was really good at bats by the Mets. Not really hard hits. You know, they just worked at counts and had enough that dropped in there. So I think the Phillies have a chance, but a very, very slim one. I just don't look at them in the same tier as the top teams in the National League. But if you want to compare them to the teams from the Central, I think they're right there with those two teams. I just don't think any of those three teams are really likely to win the World Series this year. Let's talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, because while I do think that they are a playoff team, I have a hard time calling them a World Series team. And we're being honest with all the listeners of the Just Baseball show right now. Like if we're holding these teams to a World Series standard, we have to look at the Cardinals and we have to think to ourselves, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, a combination of Jose Quintana, Jordan Montgomery. I don't think that's enough when it's all said and done. You get Waino in St. Louis. Yes, he could probably win you a wild card game in that three game set when you're in there. It depends if they're even in the wild card because they probably won't be. They'll probably win the division. But if you're going up against the Dodgers in LA or you're going up against the Mets in New York or even the Braves, you're probably going to lose that game when he's your number one starter. We look at a guy like Miles Michaelis who's had his ups and downs, but is still overall a very solid pitcher. But in game two of a lot of these series, do we think that Miles Michaelis can beat Max Scherzer? I don't think so. Do we even think that he could beat Spencer Strider in the Braves? I don't think so. How about Julio Arias in the Dodgers? Probably not. Like that's where I look at the Cardinals and I see a very good offense, but I don't see the best bullpen in the National League. Yeah. I see a very good defensive team, but to me, the Cardinals don't look like a World Series champion. What do you think? Well, let's actually just just talk about the wild card round for a bit. So you got the the one and two seeds get a buys. That's going to be the Dodgers and either the Mets and Braves, whoever wins the East. The number one wild card team would play the number two wild card team, and then the other division winner will play the final wild card. So, uh, depending on how it shakes out, imagine if the Padres end up with the the second wild card slot and the Phillies end up with the third. They're either going to be facing the the Phillies or the Padres in that three game series. Let's say it's the Phillies. You got Wheeler and Nola in a three-game series against, you know, Wainwright and Michaelis. Who do you like? Uh, you know, I I think that the Phillies might have the edge in that when it comes to the pitching matchup. And there's so much pressure on Goldschmidt and Arenado to carry the offense. That's great in the regular season, but you get to a, a playoff series, either of them can have a bad series and that could just crater your chances. So I think that the Cardinals uh, are a team that, is is in my opinion still the favorite to come out of the central but if we compare them to the brewers i think the brewers are the more dangerous playoff team just because of their pitching i somewhat agree with you and i somewhat don't because i think that we saw that even if they can shut down offenses their offense last year really got blown up by really good starting pitching I, again, if we're moving on to the Brewers now, I don't think that the Brewers really have a shot either because we've seen games like this, right? Especially with how bad the Brewers bullpen has been. You don't have the Josh Hader there anymore. While Devin Williams is still fantastic, after Devin Williams, it hasn't been great. The new addition of Taylor Rogers is an ERA near 12 since he joined Milwaukee. You know, you look at some other guys like God, you know, we could keep going down the list of Brewers guys who just haven't performed that well this year. If Woodruff and Freddie Peralta has not been the same guy that he was last year. Is he still a really good pitcher? But he's working himself back from injury. If Woodruff and Burns don't give you the best start possible, 
I don't really think they have a chance. If there's just an edge, if they get a couple runs off Burns, a couple runs off Woodruff, I don't think that this Brewers offense can score enough off a of DeGrom, off a Arias with the Dodgers that maybe some other teams can. I would give the Cardinals a bigger edge in the playoffs, even though the starting pitching isn't there. I think the Cardinals have the better bullpen and the better offense and the better defense, basically every other advantage. And then when you pair up a Wainwright against a Burns, that game is still anyone's to win, in my opinion. That's why I still don't really give the Brewers much of a shot to win the championship. Yeah, I don't think that any of those three teams we're talking about, the Cardinals, the Brewers, or the Phillies, has a legit chance to win the World Series. Uh, you know, I, and, and I don't think that the Brewers even make the playoffs, honestly, because I think the Cardinals win the division. I think the Phillies take that last wild card spot, and I think they're on the outside looking in. I, I will say that they got there. I just think that you could maybe, you know, if you're just talking about the ceiling of the Brewers maybe being higher because of the pitching, I could maybe make an argument there, but it's not one that I'm I'm so hell-bent on that I want to sit here and waste time on it. I, I think that those are teams that, again, are a tier below the top teams in the National League. Let's talk about one of the best teams in the National League and probably the best team in all of baseball and the team that I think has the best shot of winning the World Series, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. They were my preseason pick, very square, and I would have to bleach my hair if they didn't go over 97 and a half wins. They are currently 80 and 34 as we record Tuesday night. They're probably going to get there. They have all of the weapons to do it. When we talk about a bullpen, they have one of the best bullpens in baseball that is still not welcomed back Blake Trinan, who is one of the best relievers in baseball, in my opinion. You look at Alex Vesia. I mean, we I, I'm just naming names, but just go look at the Dodgers bullpen stats. They're so freaking talented. They're gonna get back Clayton Kershaw. They're gonna get back Dustin May. Tony Gonsolin has really had a phenomenal season. And then Julio Arias, I feel like is having one of the more underrated seasons in all of baseball, been one of the better pitchers in the entire sport if we're looking at ERA. This team is as well positioned to win the World Series of any team. Do you think that they should be the favorite in the National League? Or do you think that your Mets should be the favorite in the National League? Wow. You know, it's put me on the spot for sure. I, the one thing I would say, I'm just looking at their fan graphs right now. You got five hitters in their lineup with the WRC plus over 130. It's insane. I mean, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner, the fact that they've put those guys together over some transactions over the last two years or whatever it is, to, to trade for Betts and Turner, to sign Freddie Freeman, I mean, the fact that, I mean, the Freddie Freeman edition in particular, that they were able to just get him. There were so many teams that could have signed this guy. And here's Freddie Freeman hitting 321 for them with a 157 WRC plus. It's insane. And for me to say that the Mets should be favorited over the Dodgers, that is a homer take. But I'll give you the homer take since you asked for it. I do want it. Scherzer and DeGrom. That, yep. That's the only argument you could have. Scherzer and DeGrom. I think the Mets still have the better pitching. And again, Edwin Diaz, I think, is still the best reliever in that series. So Agreed. it comes back to that original point I made. If the first 18 innings of a series are primarily pitched by Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, and Edwin Diaz, and this is the NLCS, and the Mets start with a 2 nothing lead, you feel pretty good about their chances to then win, what, two of the next five games? So I think the Mets have a good shot, and I think that was probably the best shot of any team in the National League to beat the Dodgers. But the Dodgers should be the favorites. And I think that a better question is, is it Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees? That might be a better conversation to have about who has the best odds to win this World Series. And before we move on to the American League, we have to talk about the San Diego Padres. Of course. 
I tweeted about him, called him Fraudres, um, with the clown emoji. Was that based off them just losing to the Marlins? Yes, it was. Is that real? Probably not. They're still very good. Of course, they're very good. But the Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, you Darvish combination is not as good as the Dodgers combination. It's not as good as the Mets combination. I'd take Wheeler and Nola over the best two in that one. I think that's more the Cardinals, right? With Wainwright and Michaelis. I would still give the Padres the edge in starting pitching overall. I definitely would. But I think it leans closer to them than it does a team like the Phillies or a team like the Dodgers or the Mets. Even the Brewers have a better starting rotation. When you look at the offense, of course, losing Fernando Tatis Jr. certainly doesn't help, but they have a really loaded offense, but not the best defense in the world. And when you look at the bullpen, adding Josh Hader is huge because they do now have that lockdown closer. I think the Padres are a better postseason team than maybe even in the regular season, but I would not even put them above the Dodgers. I wouldn't put them above the Mets. And honestly, I would not put them above the Braves. Where do you think the Padres slide in in this World Series conversation in the National League? I think you have them pegs pretty much where I'd put them. I think that the Dodgers and the Mets are the best two teams in the National League, but the Braves aren't that far behind. And then I'd say it's the Padres. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, they did a good job forming this rotation of Darvish and Musgrove and Snell and everything, but it's always looked better on paper than the results have actually shown us. So, yeah, you look at them right now, and could you, Darvish, turn back the clock a bit and be amazing in the playoffs? Yes, he could, but that's a big, big if. And Joe Musgrove has been great. I still don't think he's as good of a pitcher as some of those guys you mentioned. I still think that I like Zach Wheeler more than Joe Musgrove. I kind of like Aaron Nola more than Joe Musgrove. And so with that said, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, they could very well be in a wild card series and get bounced in that three-game set. It's a three-game series. Didn't they just have some pretty bad losses since they've traded for Juan Soto? So I don't think that this team is nearly as good as they look on paper. Um, I think their future is really bright, but also obviously the Tatis injury, or not injury, the suspension, has really kind of casted another shadow over them. Maybe it's a rallying cry that they can kind of get behind, but also it'd be better to just have the superstar shortstop in your lineup. I think it's really easy to go list the six teams that are going to be in the playoffs and said that they can all win the World Series. So if I were to look at the National League, these are the four teams that I think can win the World Series. And I'm going to give a fifth kind of as a caveat of a team that I think can win, but these are the four that I'm really looking at. I think it's the Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Mets, the Atlanta Braves, and the San Diego Padres. And I would put the Philadelphia Phillies over the Cardinals or the Brewers. Do you think that's a fair ranking? If you had to pick your four who you think can win the World Series in the National League, who would it be? And I'll give you the fifth caveat because, you know, it's hard to do this. I, I still say the same four, but really I think it's a three. I, I think it's either going to be the Dodgers, the, the Mets, or the Braves. I think that's totally fair. Let's move on to the American League, and we'll start in the American League West with the Houston Astros, probably the favorite to get out of it. And I'm going to tell you why, because there's no rest with this team. We just saw Lance McCullers come back from injury. If he's back, say goodnight in the American League. Yeah. Say goodnight. Because if you have Verlander humming, if you have Framber Valdez, if you have Lance McCullers Jr., 
you have Christian Javier, say goodnight. That's about as best of a four as you're going to find. Then let's move over to the offense and talk about a guy like Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve. I know that they lost Michael Brantley for the season, but I don't think that it's going to matter that much. Kyle Tucker, I only expect to get better and better. Overall, the offense is about as lethal as you can make it. They've scored 527 runs this year. That's second, or that's actually third in the American League, followed by the Yankees and the Blue Jays. But we know still that the Astros are one of the best offenses in the entire sport. Let's move over to the bullpen because they have plenty back there too. Ryan Stanek has probably been the most underrated reliever for looking at ERA. He continues to be high up there because he's just been shoving all year. You have Ryan Presley as well. So you have two guys who have performed as one of the better reliever pairs in the sport. They're covered from one to nine on offense. They have a good defense, especially you didn't miss a beat. Now that you have Jeremy Pena at shortstop, they have all the pitching that you could ever imagine. And they have the bullpen bullpen to back it up and they've been there done that five straight ALCSs for the Houston Astros do you even need to add anything I mean oh my god one thing I'll say about them you know I was talking about the strikeout rates earlier look at the top four hitters in this lineup you got Jordan Alvarez uh, 19.1 strikeout rate Altuve 14.2 Bregman 12.2 Kyle Tucker at 15.9 all of them have walk rates over 10 percent these are guys that give great at-bats. That's going to translate in October. And particularly, you're looking at you know, Bregman having a bounce-back year, the way Altuve continues to just kind of defy age. Alvarez being the best hitter in baseball, not named Aaron Judge. Yeah, this is, I think, the favorite in the American League. And I think it's a really interesting conversation, who you like more, Dodgers, Astros. But we can get to that maybe at the end of the show. It's exactly what we'll be doing at the end of the show. Seattle Mariners, I think, are very interesting. They're very interesting because they have the pitching. Yeah. You look at Luis Castillo. You look at Robbie Ray. You look at Logan Gilbert. It's a very good three. You look at the bullpen. It has performed as one of the best bullpens in the entire sport. The offense scares me because I love J-Rod and I love Ty France at the top. But after that, it gets a little dry. Eugenio Suarez has had a great power season, but if we're talking about strikeout rates, I don't think we have to get into it. Yeah, the offense is just not quite there. But again, it's in playoff baseball. All you need to do is get hot and you have to have the starting pitching. I think Luis Castillo, I think it's fair to call him an ace. I think you can put Luis Castillo up against any pitcher in baseball and you have a chance to win. Will you be favored? Maybe not. But I think you have a chance to win. Logan Gilbert, I don't know. And I think it's fair to look at that right now as he's slowed down at the end of the season. Could he pick it right back up and be great again? Of course, but he's a guy I'm a little bit worried about. And Robbie Ray has not truly shown that he is the ace of this staff. He's probably closer to a three in the rotation. Anyway, the pitching is there, but it's not so elite where it can overcome an offense. For example, they kind of remind me of the brewers, but the brewers, at least I know that they have Burns and Woodruff. Do you think the Mariners have a shot at winning the World Series? A very, very slim one. I'd say that it's kind of similar to the Phillies for me. I think that they at least have a couple of arms. Then in October, I think they can win some games. And they're also the ultimate, like, Cinderella story. It's all gravy once you make the playoffs type team. Once they break that drought, that's really all they have to do. That's the one champagne shower they're going to have in the locker room that's going to mean something to them. 
And after that, you're just kind of, yeah, we're here, you know, and sometimes that young team can kind of surprise you. It's kind of like the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs last year, where it was just like, oh, here's this, this upstart team. And suddenly they're in the conference championship. I, I don't think that'll be the Mariners, but I, I do think that they have a mega superstar in J-Rod. I think that Luis Castillo at least gives them a chance. I yeah. think what he did for them was he gave them a much better opportunity to make the playoffs and secure that. But also once they got there, you know, he gave them a game one starter that you think can go out and can be any pitcher in baseball in a given game. With that said, though, I don't think they have a legitimate chance to, to be considered like World Series contenders right now. And if I can be honest, we move over to the AL Central. I don't really think a team has a chance there. No. Look at the Cleveland Guardians. Do they have the pitching? Yes. Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie. It's a very good top two. My guy, Cal Quantrill. You know what? He's in that conversation. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, yes, he is. He's elite. Um, I don't think that they have the offense to truly do it. I think they have Emmanuel Class A. And I think there are some nice bullpen arms, but no one really, really jumps out at me as an elite bullpen. I think the Cleveland bullpen is very solid from top to bottom, and I think they can definitely get out. But again, it doesn't scream at me. For example, I would say that the Mariners have a better bullpen than they do. I would say that the Mariners have a better overall starting rotation when it comes to October than the Guardians do. Are the Guardians deeper? Yes. And on offense, if Jose Ramirez also, we got to give shine to Andres Jimenez, who has just been unreal. I know that's, that's you know, coming from the Mets. It's kind of an interesting one. But <laughs> he has been incredible. The offense is solid. I just truly don't give the Guardians a shot to win the World Series. Again, could they win the division? Yes. Are they most likely going to be a playoff team? I think that's fair. But we're holding teams to a high standard here. And I don't think the Guardians did enough at the deadline to be considered World Series contenders. I don't. Yeah, I, I look at this and it's very similar to the NL Central for me, where I just don't think any team that makes it out of this this division is going to not only you know win the World Series, but even is going to have problems making out of the wild card round. I mean, it, the Astros and the Yankees are going to get the bye. It's going to be the Guardians facing whatever the final wild card team is. And, you know, depending on who it is coming out of the AL East or whatever ends up being the, the ultimate, you know, final standings here. I don't know if I love the Guardians chances or if it is the Twins, their chances either. Um, yeah, I, I just think that's been a weak division all year. And I can't see any team from that division stringing together multiple series to win the World Series. I could see them winning a wild card round and maybe surprising and upsetting a team in the DS but I don't see them winning a seven-game series. I don't see them winning a seven-game series either. And if we're just talking about Twins for a second, too, because the Twins deserve some shine here because they are second in the division, of course, and they deserve to be talked about, but they just don't have the starting pitching that impresses me, Brian. Yeah. They just don't. I mean, when you have Sonny Gray in a series starting game one or Tyler Malley starting a series in game one, whoever you want to throw at it, that's not going to get the job done. You have to be such a lethal offense. And the Twins offense, the Twins have had better teams than this. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's fair. The Twins have just had better teams than this and still faltered in the playoffs. Do I think they're very talented? Of course. But – I don't really give them much of a shot. I don't think that they have a great bullpen. Ask Twins fans about Emilio Pagan. See how that's going. I mean, it's just not that kind of team, especially when we go into playoff baseball. Are they a good regular season team? Yes. Are they a playoff team built for a World Series run? I just don't think so. Do you? 
No, I mean the only chance would be if they had like Buxton and Correa went supernova in the playoffs and had a tunnel. Like it, the the opportunity is always there for for a team to surprise us in October, but I give them a very slim chance. I agree. I give them a slim chance. I um, I don't think the White Sox deserve any love here, do you? No, no. Just move on. Sorry, Jack. Let's go with the Yankees. You know, Ryan. Long pause. I was looking forward to this part of the conversation. I really was. Not sure how you're feeling right now, but your Yankees. Two and eight in the last ten, huh? It's easy to say to get angry and say no. You know, you look at the offense, they can't hit anything right now. You know, they aren't pitching there that well. But I really wanted to do this episode because I really wanted to talk about this. Garrett Cole versus Justin Verlander, who wins? Verlander. Garrett Cole versus Luis Castillo, who wins? Right now. Right now, probably Castillo. Garrett Cole versus Alec Manoa, who probably wins. <laughs> I'm like not even kidding with you. I know. I mean, it's just not. He is not the $340 million pitcher. I was at the Yankee game last night talking to Yankee fans. He is not DeGrom. He's not Scherzer even. He's better than Bassett. I think that's fair. But are, like, are you kidding me? I mean, and then you move on to Nestor Cortez Jr. Love Nestor. I actually, like, weirdly, I'm sometimes more confident in Nestor than I am with Garrett Cole. But I'm afraid that, that you put Nestor against these high-powered playoff offenses – How's he going to perform? How's Frankie Montas doing? I like Frankie Montas, but I don't think he's this dominant guy who's definitely going to win you a series, definitely going to win you game three. Then you move to the bullpen. I don't trust Chapman. Yes, he's looked better lately. Yankee fans are like, yeah, he looked way better. Okay, do you trust him in the playoffs? I feel like every big moment in the past five years, it's him blowing it. I don't trust it. Clay Holmes, how's that going? I love Clay Holmes, again. But maybe he's regressing a little bit. Maybe he's not the best closer in baseball like he was through the first half. And that's okay. Luiza guys look better. This is a good bullpen unit overall. I like the Yankees bullpen. I'm not taking anything away from it. That's what helps the starting rotation. This is not full bashing the Yankees. They have one of the better bullpen units in the entire sport. On offense, if Aaron Judge is not going nuclear, You're going to get Stanton back, which is huge, and a guy who's performed incredibly well in the playoffs. Giancarlo Stanton has a 180 WRC plus in the playoffs. I mean, that's he has been an incredible playoff performer. Love DJ LeMayhew. Love Rizzo. The offense can sometimes shoulder the load. But we have also seen Yankee offenses not show up in the big moments. We've been there, done that. I'm going to say that the Yankees have a chance to win the World Series, but I'm not confident in it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I think there was a, a conversation to be had most of the year. Who was the favorite, the Astros or the Yankees? And that has shifted squarely to the Astros. They are the clear-cut favorites to me now. The Yankees are still, I mean, a, a great baseball team. You look at the larger sample size of this season, and it's easy to talk. Yeah, you can talk yourself into them. One thing that I I pulled up as you were talking there, because I was just curious, what do you think a role this Chapman's career postseason ERA is? (laughs) Four, four, zero. 2.40. Yeah. 2.40. I was shocked. 
He's been good. Now, last couple years, uh, you know, I guess a little bit worse, but not even. You know, last year, 2020 was the last time he pitched in the playoffs, gave up one run across four and two-thirds. 2019 gave up two earned runs across whatever that was, a little over five innings. Shockingly, not that bad. I mean, uh, 2016, he was pretty decent. Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising that, that he's got a 2.40 ERA and 41 innings in the playoffs. Yes. All right, so maybe I'm looking through it through a bad lens. Maybe I'm even bagging on them too much based on what we've seen. But if you will look at the Chapman this season versus maybe the Chapman of season yeah. past when he was different with pitcher. the Cubs, it, it looks like a different pitcher, and I think every Yankee fan could understand that. So do I think he's a 2.40 ERA pitcher in the playoffs? I do not. I think he's more of a 4.40 ERA pitcher in the playoffs. So maybe that's what I was thinking there. It is surprising to hear that stat, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was bagging on him, and I don't think he deserves that. But this season, he might. So I just bagged on him a lot. Closing thoughts on the Yankees. Do you think that they can win the World Series? Because that's really what we're putting these buckets into. World Series contenders. Do you think that the Yankees can win the World Series? I do, but I'm much more confident in the Astros. I would say the same thing. I think if we're to kind of look at it across the league, I think that the teams that have the best chance to win the World Series, it's the Dodgers, it's the Astros, and then maybe below that, it's the Mets and the Braves. And the question is, I think the Yankees probably belong in that same tier with the Mets and the Braves. But I like the pitching that those two teams have more than the Yankees. Can I say that I think the Mets deserve to be in the Dodgers-Astros tier and yeah. that the Yankees-Braves tier and then everybody else almost? Like that's how I kind of see it stacking up. Dodgers, Mets, Astros, those are your World Series contenders. Those are the teams that really, really could win it. The Yankees and the Braves could win it. And then we're dealing with other teams who have kind of an outside shot because we've seen outside shots happen before. How about the Nationals, a team that had an outside shot to win it and won it in 2019? The Dodgers won it in 2020. They were the best team. The Braves are one of the best teams. But remember, in the regular season, they weren't. So there's always a team that could have an outside shot. But when we're looking at teams that are built for the postseason, the Braves, while they didn't have the best regular season in 2021, were built for the postseason. And the Yankees need elite Garrett Cole, They need and they need elite Nestor Cortez Jr. And they need a healthy Severino to come back too, which is, it's almost just, to say that we're going to get a healthy Severino look like the Severino of old is a lot to ask out of a guy who hasn't given you many innings this year anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that, you know, as the, as the Mets guy, I, I try to check my bias. What you said there though, I do agree with, with the tears being set up that way where Mets Dodgers Astros, and then the Yankees and the Braves are the other teams that have a legitimate chance. So that's kind of a final five that we've come up with that I really like, but all this ends with the Chicago White Sox winning the world series. And it's just like, what the hell just happened? That's Dylan how it Steve ends. And Michael Kopech end up being better than we ever, like any other duo. I mean, like we yeah. are Nola put to shame. It's actually Michael Kopech. Listeners save this episode and you can tweet at us when we were loud wrong about this, but yeah, it's, you never know what's going to happen. Like you said, if we had this exact same conversation at this time in 2019, none of us were saying, Oh Yeah. That Nationals team that started the year, whatever it was, 31 and 50, whatever the heck it was, they're going to somehow find a way to win the World Series. But 
They had the right combination of pitchers. Patrick Corbin was good back then. He was. And they found a way. So I'm, I'm joking when I say the White Sox win it, but you never know. You just never know. One team that I think is interesting is the Toronto Blue Jays. That's true. Because when we look at horses at the top, you got Manoa and Gosman. Yep. We look at bullpens. Jordan Romano has been a very good closer for them. I know Mesa just went down with the injury, but he'll be back. Adam Simber, Anthony Bass, and you could say Zach Pop, I guess, because they got him in the trade. And they have a high-powered offense who can get hot at any time. They are a sneaky team if they get in. Because I think that they have the third best shot of anybody in the American League. I do. I think it's the Astros. I think it's the Yankees. And then I think it's the Blue Jays. What do you think about that? When you really go through their team too, do you think that they have the third best shot or do you, would you prefer the Mariners or would you prefer the guardians or the twins or even the rays? I'm curious. Huh? I mean, like the rays, you're just basically betting on rays baseball math. Like you're, you're like, I don't even want to talk about any names. I don't care. Whatever. All they just their got names- held Ramirez back who it's three 30 for them for some They're- reason. I feel like the Rays are, are like if you were to just have like I don't know if you've ever played Madden to the point where you're like five years into a franchise where it's just a bunch of computer generated fake names. That's what I feel like the Rays are. It's like I don't know who they have on their team. I don't pay attention to Rays baseball. I just know they're good. They play good defense. They pitch well. And in they October, that could be enough. But if we're really looking at it, I think the Blue Jays are kind of that team. Similar to what I'm talking about with, you know, a, a, a Mariners where it's just a team that doesn't know any better once they get there. They're just a young team that could surprise us. Yeah, I like them a lot. Like, like you know, Manoa's not backing down to anybody. And I, I love him starting a game one or a game two. Gauze has been great for them. So, yeah, they got the pitching up front. They got the lineup. I, I would say that if I really was to dissect it, yeah, I'd give them maybe a slight edge over the Mariners, but I think they're pretty much the same class of a team, and it just depends on who's hot in October. Do you think it's fair to talk about the Orioles? They deserve a mention, right? I, I mean, they, they've had a good year. Um, I, I don't think that they're at all World Series contenders, but they're certainly in the mix to make the playoffs. In the mix to make the playoffs, but here's my thinking. Pitching. They don't got it. They have the bullpen, but giving away Jorge Lopez definitely doesn't help who is their closer. They put in Felix Bautista, who's probably even better than him, but still you're losing a very good bullpen arm in Jorge Lopez to the Twins. Who's starting game one? Dean Kramer? Spencer oh. Watkins? <laughs> the rookie. That's what I'm saying here. Yeah. Could the Orioles make the playoffs? Are they having a very good regular season? Yes. Do I think that they have a very, a very good, a good offense? Yes. I think they have an outside shot of making the playoffs, but I wouldn't call them a World Series team. So let's do some, to end it, let's do some of our tiers. So in tier one, we have the Houston Astros, the New York Mets, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. In tier two, I think we have the New York Yankees and the Atlanta Braves. In tier three, that's all the teams who have a shot. And I'm not going to include some other teams in this. I think the teams that have a shot are the Toronto Blue Jays, the Seattle Mariners, 
the Philadelphia Phillies, San Diego Padres, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Is there any other team that you want to put in, or do you think that one of those teams I named doesn't deserve to be in that? Honestly, I think that you could probably you could probably knock off the Phillies and the Cardinals, if I'm being honest. I actually think that like I, I view the Blue Jays, the Mariners, um, who is that third team there? The Padres. Padres. I think those three teams are better than the other two. But I think if we're just gonna stick to three tiers, I think that that all five do have a conceivable shot, uh, just the slim one. With all this said, we just did a full episode and your 2022 World Series champions are the Minnesota Twins because that's how baseball works. Exactly. Ryan, thank you for joining. We could just kind of go over, actually, before we end this, let's quickly go over some current World Series betting odds and just anything that you kind of like. The Houston Astros are plus 165 to win the American League. The Yankees are plus 175. The Blue Jays are plus 600. The Mariners are plus 1,400. And for some reason, the Chicago White Sox are plus 1,800. That's the top five. When we look at the National League, the Dodgers are plus 155. The New York Mets are plus 200. The Braves are plus 600. The Padres are plus 900. And again, the Brewers are plus 1,400. And for anyone who's not aware of the betting odds, basically think about it like this. If you lay down and we'll just have a round even number to make it easy, $100. So if you put $100 on the Astros, you would win $165. So for the Mariners, if you put $100, you'd win $1,400 if they were to win the American League pennant. I got to say, Can I tell you the, Astros at to plus, me? the Astros at plus 165 are still a very good bet, even though they're the favorite. I just think that they're going to win it all. I mean, maybe not a- win the whole thing, but they're – I think they're about as shoo-in to win the American League as more than the Dodgers or the Mets are to win the National League. If we're just talking about value bets, the bet that I like most of everything you just read off was the Braves at plus 600 to win the NL. That, that's a pretty nice bet. I like the odds on that. Even though I like the Dodgers and the Mets more and the odds reflect that, I like the, the fact that I look at those three teams and I don't think there's that much separation. Um, and I like that as a bet. I really do. Yeah, I would say that probably is the best bet out of all of these. Yeah, because if you think about it, the Braves and the Blue Jays are the same. And we put the Braves in a higher category than them. So I would say of every bet, if you're going to place a bet down, the Braves at plus 600 to win the National League is probably the best one that we could come up with. But it's not gambling advice. We know that. Exactly. So thank you, Ryan, for joining us. This was awesome. Managing editor editor over here at JustBaseball.com, as well as host Locked on Mets, which is a Fire Mets podcast. If you guys are into Mets baseball, go check them out. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. We'll link it in the episode description. But before we end it, go get your Just Baseball merch, people. Get a white tee. We got the new ones. We got the athletic tees. They're fire. The rope hats are back in stock. Use code JustBaseball when you download prize picks. I'm hosting a Twitter space every day in the afternoon put out a bunch of entries today. We're getting into the playoffs. If you guys want to play some of these props with us, definitely do that. And I will be explaining those on my podcast, Not Gambling Advice. Go check out Arm's podcast, The Call Up, if you want more prospect stuff. And Jack and Arm will be back. I'm not sure if Arm's going to be back because he did just have surgery on his hip. He's the most grittiest dude I've ever heard. I mean, think about it. What other writers are getting hip surgery? It's just because he wants it more. Would you agree? He just wants it more? It's an exactly athlete. right. 
<laughs> it was on Twitter right after, too. I mean, the warrior. I think his first text in our group chat was roasting one of our writers, right? Like, what is this article? Like, probably 15 minutes after surgery. Shout out you, Arm. Shout out you, Jack. Your White Sox ain't winning. If they do, I'll, I'll bleach my hair for the White Sox. I'll, I'll say it right now. They ain't winning shit. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Just Baseball Show. But that's Ryan. I'm Peter. With that, thanks, everybody.